This is Disabled Girls Who Lift. We are reclaiming what's rightfully ours one podcast at a time. It's Mary Beth, Chloe, and Marcia bringing you the thoughts and unpopular topics to get you out of that ableist comfort zone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Disabled Girls Who Lift, mostly, usually, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> um, this is Marcia Shive sitting in South Florida on Seminole Tribe land. I am a Black person wearing clear glasses in front of a colorful ass wall, wearing my Not Your Inspiration porn mustard crop top. So we have our host, Mary Beth, who will introduce herself and then our guest Jesse but just real quick I do want to mention that you know some people might be hurting right now I don't know where everybody's line is when it comes to discussing gatherings or even if it's outdoor in person or whatever events just gonna let you know we may talk about some in this episode but you know where we stand in terms of this pandemic all of our social media all of our episodes we talk about it all the time but whatever your comfort level is just keep that in mind for what we're talking about Mary Beth what up, y'all? I am sitting in Northern California on Ohlone land. I am a Filipina woman wearing glasses, got some piercings on her face, wearing a white fluffy sweater in my Buffet. living room. She's so Different cute, you guys. Today. She's adorable, you guys. <laughs> um, with some new headphones, I'm super excited. Y'all <laughs> have only seen me with those blue headphones. I was so tired of them. There's a difference between over the ear and on the ear. Never knew that. Um, but yeah, we're we're super excited. We've got a guest on today, Jesse Strawham, um, from Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, you know participated in Waterpalooza, Wheelwad, has a dope foundation called Wheel With Me Fit, um, where, you know, we talk about toxic diet culture and we super excited to hear more. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm a white female with a double hooped nose piercing, dark hair, black hoodie, white headphones, living her best life here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm stoked to be here, guys. Fantastic. Oh, and Mary Beth looked it up but forgot to mention Charlotte, North Carolina is sitting on, do you know those pronunciations? Not really, right? Catawba land. Catawba. Oh, yeah, Catawba. Wa- to Catawba, Waxha, Chera, and Suguri. Thank you. They run, They roll deep in Charlotte. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they do. Right. So there's so many things to talk about, so many things going on on your page and the things that you're doing just a lot i'm very intrigued and very interested um i but i think i want to start with the foundation what is that what are you doing what's going on so wheel with me foundation is actually uh we're dedicated to helping wheelchair users achieve independence uh so many of us are the reliant on the government and other people for our independence and in reality there's such a fuller life outside of those confines and those constrictions that have been placed on us And so we right now host empowerment weeks, completely free to wheelchair users. Um, They're virtual and it's a week long of just learning information from other individuals in the community that are successful and that are achieving different things. So this next empowerment week is the first week of February. We have fitness, 
growth mindset, goal setting, Zumba. Um, there's just a lot of different resources from the community itself. And then Wheel With Me Fit is my actual business where we do macro tracking to really fit your lifestyle. So it's making your nutrition work for whatever your goals are, whether that's weight loss or muscle gain. We want to make your nutrition work for you and really dial that in and stop the whole toxic yo-yo dieting, trying this, trying that, and nothing ever really working and panning out for people. Yeah, that makes sense. So how long have you been doing either the foundation or your business? Is this a solo mission? Are you like totally on your own wearing 20,000 hats? How's it working (laughs) out? Um, Up until about a year and a half ago, it was just me. And I have now have a team of wheelchair using powerhouse women who are just in it to win it. Like all we care about is just helping other people realize what they're capable of regardless of if they have a disability or not, and just helping them live the healthiest lifestyle possible. And however health looks to them mentally, physically, whatever that looks like, we just want people to be happy, man. There's just so much negativity floating around in this world right now that we just want to be that light in someone's life. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, I think that's like such a powerful word to just health and healthy because of what we're hearing and our fitness industry and powerlifting and bodybuilding, all those um, barbell sports as well. It's like, but then also like, how does your foundation and your personal trainers and nutrition coaches define health and healthy? It's, it's so like hard for disabled folks perceived by society to, I don't know. It's you. Yeah. If you know, I'm the disabled, they, then how can I be healthy? Right. Right. Like, like right. it's like a, like you just 404 error, like what? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. I am I'm a big advocate of nutrition, uh, foundational health, especially in the the day and age of this pandemic. Uh, I believe that we it starts with us. Preventative care really starts with us. What are you fueling your body? How is your gut health? You know, our gut produces 90% of our serotonin, which is our feel-good hormone. Like if your gut health is off. Who's to say that's not what's causing your mood to be off? Um, eight, 70 to 80% of our immunity is also held in our gut. So it's like, if you, if you want to put yourself in the best position to, to fight off any illness, to have the longevity of your independence, longevity of your health, let's get your foundational health right. Let's get your nutrition on point to really support your body from the inside out. Yeah, I'm with it. I mean, as long as that is like something that depends on the person, right? Because there's also, um, and especially, I mean, I don't know how much so in physical disabilities or, you know, wheelchair users, but definitely for autoimmune diseases, there's like this protocol, or you have to do this diet, or you have to do (laughs) the low histamine, the low FODMAP, the AIP, like, it's like on a line, a list of do and do nots. And it's just like, okay, um, this seems like a bit excessive. <laughs> it's, it's really finding what works, works for you. So I have one of the girls that's actually on my team, Jackie. Um, she's very open about her recent diabetes diagnosis that she got last summer. And the set macros by a dietitian didn't work for her diabetes diagnosis. But she took the initiative to figure out, all right, what macros work for my sugars and for my glucose. And so she really she was the the advocate in her own health to say, this is what's working for me. Your protocol has my numbers all messed. This is what is 
keeping my numbers where they are supposed to be. And so I think it also comes back to that self-responsibility. I'm a big advocate of self-responsibility and, and us doing what's best for us and, and taking that step in our own life. A lot of times, you know, we allow other people to control how we move, how we perceive ourselves, what we think is wrong and right. When in reality, those people, their, their tools may work in certain areas of our life, but it's not the end of all ends for our specific scenario. Right. So, um, so you say responsibility, but I feel like in that description, you're, you're talking more about autonomy, right? Like you're choosing yeah. what matters to you. You're choosing what happens to the thoughts in your head. You're choosing what happens to what you do with your body, to your body, for your body. Like you could take all the information is in, but you have the autonomy to decide what matters, right? Like obviously that includes accountability, responsibility, you know, self-care, figuring out all the other like internalized shit you got going on. But like the power to choose is what I feel like a lot of us get stuck in. And I know I went through that also, you know, like Mm -hmm. every doctor's like, well, you know, just cut out dairy and cut out meats and oh, you shouldn't (laughs) lift weights. Just do more swimming instead. And I'm like, well, if a doctor says it, then it must be true yeah <laughs> like I had one tell me um because I'm like dealing with ugh, like this post-nasal drip I have like this reflux disgusting it's like oh just cut out dairy it'll be fine I'm like ugh. everyone keeps telling me that shit but you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it so I bought like cashew milk yogurt or whatever guess what still got it it's still there <laughs> it hasn't solved it it wasn't the dairy <laughs> Well, I, I have the power to choose, right? Like that's me. Right. But a, a lot of people, they don't, we, we get one source of information, right? Oh, like yeah. for me, and this that is too. my personal experience. I, I got a certain amount of information from rehab that said I need to eat a thousand calories a day because I'm a wheelchair user. And, a uh, <gasps> right. Right. And so here I am limiting my caloric intake. I didn't learn the importance of protein. I didn't learn anything about nutrition other than I should only be eating a thousand calories. So then here I am. And you aren't 10 years old, weight. right? <laughs> no, no, yeah, right, right. Okay, Words just wanted to be clear, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, um, I, you know, 22 years old. They're saying you need to eat a thousand calories. You need to do this, and like the the medical professionals, I feel like they have a one track mind of this is how it is. This is what works, yeah. and it's like this this blanket thing. And I think it's up to the in- individual. We have. This, this self of, again, I, I'm all about responsibility, taking responsibility for our own lives. Like we can, we put blame on everyone else. The doctor told me to do this. My parents, this is the way I was raised. This is just how it is. And we kind of define who we are by what we've been told without critical thinking to think past all of these, these truths that have been nailed into our head about everything, fitness, nutrition, who we should be, you know, it, it goes so far outside the scope of just fitness. Yeah. Yeah, And see, and that's when it becomes so dangerous because of their license, because of their, of how we perceive doctors and the medical industry in the nation, in this nation and in other countries. It's like, they're always right. Even though they don't have a nutrition background, the doctor is always right. That's when it's scary. (laughs) And so how do you even know with so little resources, right? And if you're following the wrong person on Instagram, the Mm -hmm. wrong person on Facebook, that's when it becomes (laughs) hard too, just like your, your, you know, programming or training and fitness is like, 
no, no one cookie cutter program is going to work for me. Same with nutrition. We have to customize the plan based on, you know, your responses to dairy, your like love for certain types of food. (laughs) Same with my love for the barbell versus cardio. I don't know. Just as an example, you know. just saying you know i don't know <laughs> yeah that's, yeah it's, it's tough because it's like well fuck i can't trust this like doctors telling me a thousand calories mm-hmm. a day right and then where like where did you go from you know like the internet i mean now is like wow there's so much but it wasn't always like that right so imagine you go online you try to find something what if the first person you find is an asshole <laughs> like <laughs> and then you don't know if they're you know if what they're saying yeah so it's it really does all start with you but it's just so how did you do it yeah how'd you get there um so I acquired my disability at 22 years old and literally up until I became a person with a disability I never questioned a doctor I'm like oh they have a they have a MD so they must know what they're talking about right and I honestly it was 2020 I was going through this period where I couldn't transfer. My shoulders were deteriorating. I couldn't build muscle. It didn't matter what I did. I just wasn't able to maintain and build muscle in my shoulders. And I got connected with uh, some of the guys at first form. And they're like, you know, it sounds like you're just not eating enough protein. Have you ever thought about tracking it? And I was like, what is a macro? I don't know. What what do you mean? I eat salads. What do you mean? What? I was like, you know, just that like shut system, shut down panic. Holy shit. What am I getting myself into type of thing? And so I started tracking just my protein and I was only eating 30 to 60 grams a day. Mm. And with that, with weight training on top of that. And so I'm like, yeah. So not only am I a wheelchair user, right. (laughs) I'm a wheelchair user pushing myself nonstop, but also the fact that I'm weight training on top of it and, and doing CrossFit, which is just ridiculously hard on your body anyways. And so I was not feeling my body properly. I literally within six months of eating proper macronutrients and actually needing the proper protein, carbs, and fats that are suggested for my height and weight, forget my disability, just height and weight. I literally reversed all my shoulder issues. So here I am a year later, I've built muscle. I have no shoulder pain. Um, I'm it's like night and day completely all by just taking my nutrition into my hands and making sure I'm getting the proper amount of numbers through whole foods. Yeah. But what do you think the shift was the fact that you had somebody outside telling you that you could trust or that went through it? Like, what is the difference? Because people whisper in our ear all the time. Like, Why did that hit? Um, It was that I was getting cortisone shots every three to six months just to be independent. Um, And I know how quickly cortisone can deteriorate our muscles as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, my doctor, my doctor never told me. He never said, hey, he never told me. Well, he never told me it could be my nutrition. He never let me know that. And I'm like, why, why, why aren't we educating? Why are we masking problems with, with pharmaceuticals and with shots and, and not actually getting to the root of what is causing this? Like here, let's slap a bandaid on this and not even take into consideration that you are living a life long using your shoulders as your legs. Like this is something that we're just slapping a bandaid on and not yeah. thinking about the long term of the independence. What That's about um, like Cortisone physical... is not a long-term thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Marybeth. <laughs> um, physical therapy, did that come up with them? Or 
I shoulder pain? Got dry, I got dry needling um, from my PT, but no one ever told me it could have been nutrition. It wasn't until I got connected with the right person that was like, hey, it, it sounds like it could be this. Have you tried this? And I'm like, <sighs> I never tried it. Calories. That's terrible. I mean, you it's know, not, it's not in our scope, right? As a PT, but like you're a whole person, right? Like, like I should right. be asking you, how do you sleep? What do you do every yeah. day? What's your job look like? How, how, what kind of car do you have? What's the, what's the height of your toilet? Like, <laughs> like it really should Don't be Don't ask really me deep. what car I drive. It, pre- it should be pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, the first thing I thought of was looking at the back of a nutrition facts label and saying, <laughs> this is based on a thousand calorie diet for the day. And even that is, you know, what well, says 2000 usually. Oh, is it two? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. Based on a 2000 calorie. Yeah. That's the well, standard. there you go. That kind of tells you what the standard is. <laughs> yeah. It's like 2000 for whom? For me? Are these my percentages? I don't know. It says a hundred percent. So am I done? I don't know. <sighs> yeah. That's, that's oh, pretty trippy. That's pretty trippy. We really need to teach just everyone dis- disabled or not about the importance of, of nutrition, reading nutrition labels, what's in our food. That's a whole other thing. Like what is in our food? You know, we go and we buy all these different snacks that, you know, just because it says organic or it says yeah, it natural, better. right. And then you read the, you read the label and you're like, yeah, other countries oh, don't even allow other countries don't allow food coloring. Right. Like, aren't we ju- the only ones? Right. Really? That's why it's wild. You have people that come and visit the States and they, their stomach, it takes them a good week, a week and a half for their stomach to adjust to our food. That's how shitty the food is in the States. Mm. It's unbelievable. And it's like, we we're killing our people from the inside out, hands down. Like I, I, I'm a huge advocate of, of body positivity, but at the same time, there's a difference between being unhealthy as a whole, just like making poor decisions, not, not taking care of, of the longevity of your, your temple. Like this is your car. Think it, and, and people don't look at it like that way. If you don't change the oil in your car for a hundred thousand miles, how's that car going to run it at that hundred thousand miles? Our body's the same way. You've got to feel it properly. You've got to get it, give it love mentally and physically. Two things not talked about enough: nutrition and mental health. Yeah, nutrition only comes up as like, hey, eat the salad so you could lose weight and be skinny and take up less space right. and be smaller and it's not about owned. That. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have to be toned to be healthy. And that's the crazy thing. Like, it's just like, just eat better food. Like, and, and I'm honestly, I'm so passionate about it because of, of my dad. Like I live with my dad who's 60 pounds overweight. He's type two diabetic. And I just watch him kill himself with food every single day. And it's the choices that he makes. And the more I educate myself, I'm just like, dad, I love you. And I want you here for a long time. Like I'm selfish. I'm very selfish in that. I just want you around forever. And you see your loved ones doing this to yourself themselves. And it's just like, we're not taught anything different. And it's just, it's so frustrating that it's just all education, (laughs) proper and not toxic education, proper education. We shouldn't push people to be supermodel skinny or you got to eat salads to lose weight when that's completely inaccurate like just be beautiful whoever you are right right besides education too is like access because i mean even um so like i go to different people's houses and then um and i do therapy with them so i could go to one person's house in the hood and there's a million 7-elevens corner stores not one Mm -hmm. grocery store 
and that's like where I go potty on the road okay because that's usually like I can get in and out nobody looks at me for not buying anything like it's usually clean like that's my go-to so I'm li- I will literally be in his neighborhood on google maps like there's a million McDonald's. <laughs> right. There's four five McDonald's right here, but yeah. not one place where someone could get fresh food. So I, it's like access is so fucking bullshit, too. Um, and then in terms of this, like you mentioned, the pandemic's kind of when you started figuring things out, I think you said mm-hmm. um, food prices. I don't know about y'all. Has gone oh, up. My oh, my God. Yes. My grocery bills rise about uh, $40 a week. Yeah, and I'm just like it's obscene. How I'm my trying monthly to get budget off of is, is a lot for food. <laughs> right? It's a right? lot. It's yeah. pretty high. Same. And so, with that in mind, <sighs> it's like the choices that some people do make because of the limited resources that they have. It's like yeah, that's saddening. It's very sad. If you if you like, actually want to make better choices and can't afford them, like that's pretty fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. It's it's definitely um, I'm I'm in the process of getting off of government benefits and so my budget is very tight like I don't you know I I choose between food and, and leisure and every time food wins like mm. you have to you have to give up some some things if and a lot of people just aren't aren't willing to make that sacrifice and I don't blame them you want to have a good time and live while you're here go li- have a good time and live while you're here it's just so frustrating because you see. I, again, I have a lot of people in my life because I, I was that person. I was 30 pounds overweight. I was the one that would choose the cheaper option just to go have a good time later on in the week because I could only afford one or the other. And I will say that it, it solved so many chronic issues for me personally, from my chronic pain, my nerve pain. Um, and it was just through food. I know I did an elimination diet. So like processed foods, cause high nerve pain, very high nerve pain, um, processed sugar, gluten, and high amounts of dairy cause extreme constipation and nerve pain. And so it's like, wow, that's what did it for me was like the elimination diet and seeing what was, what was serving me and what wasn't, but what serves me and what serves others isn't always the same for all of us. And that's the biggest issue in this whole realm is that people like to do a blanket. Yeah. They want a quick fix, a quick sell. Right. You know, something about gluten in this country too, and I'm reading more on it is that the gluten that we have in our flour is in in our processed bleached flour like you know the, the like dollar that. flour that you buy at the grocery right. store is so different than what you find even in others in other countries it's, i wouldn't be surprised it's it's all <laughs> the additives that are in there it's not whole it's and and that's what's fucking us up <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised you know it's like everything else that comes in it and the choices that you make in the different gluten or the different um like it's not all created equal exactly Exactly. that makes sense i mean yeah i mean there's like just certain things that i eat that i will not stray from like a brand like that brand does me good you know like Mm, like this protein shake i will not be constipated with optimum nutrition you know and some people be like oh try this whatever it's like strawberry watermelon like whatever cool sprinkles on top and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to find out because one time i ate a quest bar and that (laughs) 
I'm not taking well, chances. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing. A lot of a lot of supplements aren't regulated. They're not regulated in depth the way our food yeah, is, which our food's not oh, even yeah. regulated well. But like something that I learned was the processing of protein powders. Mm-hmm. I always thought that I couldn't stomach whey. And here it turns out it's the way that it's processed because mm-hmm. a lot of protein, the cheaper the way, way that it. it's processed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 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 So, Thank you. Out here, all sit, day. Down, sit down, comedian. You know <laughs> um, so, but the thing is, it's cheaper to process protein <clears> at a low <throat> temperature with introducing high chemicals to it, which makes it harder for our body to break down. So a lot of times, if you notice after having protein that you're bloated, your stomach's upset, or the protein <clears> tastes <throat> like shit, or it doesn't mix well, it's a lot of times the way it's processed. So I use a low temperature processed protein. Like I'm specific. I won't stray away from my brand because I know how it's processed. I know that it's my body can break it it down. Um, First form. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen that, but I haven't tried that one. Yeah. They're uh, they're vegan power pro. It's like iced oatmeal cookie. It's so damn good. So good. Even (laughs) um, even like oat milks, like Oatly is like it for me. Like I don't care who else is making oat milk. Like this works for me. I am not straying. I don't care. Oatmeal's out of stock. We're not drinking oat milk this week. Too bad. <laughs> like I can't take any chances anymore. I really can't. Nothing is, it, everything is not made the same. Like you said, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And, and it's it really is, just I, about informing yourself too, the way that we inform ourselves about brands and, you know, political backgrounds. Or even thing. just like, yes. um, just the fact that we pay attention, right? Like, I think a lot of us just like, oh, you know, especially if it's folks that are disabled, whether it's newly disabled or whether like you're just going through something, you're just like tired of it, you know, and you just like focus on that. And then you forget about like, how do I feel when I woke up this morning? Or, okay, I ate this at eight and I felt weird at 12. Like there's a connection there or like, huh, it looks like, you know, I had to, I had to replace the toilet the other day. Right. I cut my arm and I'm over here worrying about something else. And my arm got infected Like I wasn't paying attention. What? Like, stupid. <laughs> like, what were you doing? Um, but we do that like we get so so caught up over here that we just forget like the things that we pay attention to the listening that we can do makes a difference my body was telling me that 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 arm was not okay (laughs) but you just didn't 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 pay attention to it no my schedule was full I had like housework to do you know I was like oh my gosh I gotta do this I gotta do it like stupid not until you have a green arm yeah (laughs) is that moss growing on your what is that I don't remember climbing in the woods. Fungi. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. And we just gotta pay attention for real. And it's yeah. not easy, but and it sounds like a lot of work, but you know, that experimentation with our body is so important. Same way that I experimented as a you know, one-handed lifter. Nobody there's no guidebook for that in powerlifting. I didn't have a Mm-mm. specified powerlifter who showed me how to do one-handed deadlifts and then deadlift with a hook. Like you have to experiment on your own. You're going to have some drawbacks. Same with food. It's like, but then also make sure that you are enjoying it. You know, variation yeah. is important. Um, or not. Because you might enjoy not having variation, right? that's true i'm i'm regimented (laughs) (laughs) hey i like my routine (laughs) um i will say that's what i love about wheelwad so i have a consulting business for social media it's called wheel with me consulting we help small brands grow their business through social media and wheelwad's one of our clients 
And so that's what I was in my Wadapalooza for was doing their social work. I actually didn't compete, but oh. I, I love their, their training options because they literally in their training plans every single day, it's for each disability, short stature, upper uh, limb loss, lower limb loss, seated one, seated two, uh, visually impaired. You know, it's, it's literally, there's a workout, a training mm-hmm. plan, a detailed training plan around your disability. And that's something that, you know, 10 years ago wasn't around. Right. And, and even up until recently, until WeWad's gotten a little more known, it's still, it's not known enough. Like more people need to know that this is available for them. You want to, you want a training plan built around your disability? Let's go. Let's go right now. Like yeah. it's, it's beautiful. And then now we're starting to get more recognition. And I will say um, the the one thing a negative I took away from Wadapalooza and I, it pisses me off about a lot of these competitions. If you're going to include us fully include us, mm. don't, don't do some half-ass effort because what it felt like was that Wheelwad was running an adaptive competition inside of Wadapalooza. It didn't feel like Wadapalooza was including the adaptive athletes. And it was a really shitty feeling um, from a staff standpoint. I, I hope that the athletes didn't experience that. But from a staff standpoint, it's just like, hey, make a little more effort. We shouldn't mm. have to be screaming about accessibility the day before the event. We shouldn't have to be like figuring out, oh, why are, why don't we have the weights available to us? Oh, because you're only focused on the able-bodied elite athletes when these oh, adaptive athletes are no. just as much athletes as the able-bodied athletes. That's, it just pisses me off because these people work twice as hard to be successful because it takes us twice the fucking effort just to do one thing, damn it. Yeah. So give us, give us that that recognition yeah they just said here's your place in the parking lot you should be happy like no right yeah Yeah. do you were you involved you weren't involved last year then no no this is my yeah first the last year i mean i don't know if that part got better so physically the setup still shit but last year remember mary beth they had i was just gonna ask that the the cash cash prizes prizes did you hear about that do you remember the numbers? It was well, so stupid. like top female lifter was somewhere around two thousand, some like high thousands number. That was open, male, yeah, and open, yeah, uh, top male, top female, and then um, overall or something like that. And then you put adaptive um, athletes at the very bottom, one hundred dollars for top female adaptive athlete, a hundred dollars for top male, like. It was it was it was like a huge difference. What? The- <laughs> it was a huge difference. They, they kind didn't of have it. a podium. They didn't even have a podium celebration. And as far as I know, there were no monetary payouts. Again, that's what, oh, again, they what just I love skipped about- it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wait for everybody um, or for there was no podium for anybody. They just like completely. Just- oh. But it cost four hundred dollars to enter this competition. Wait, what? For yeah, yeah, four hundred dollars is what each athlete paid, including adaptive athletes. A complete bullshit. That's, That's why I'm, I'm gonna reiterate Wheelwad. So, like Wheelwad is having, they created their own games. They're called the Wheelwad Games, and they actually pay these athletes what they're supposed to be paid. It's a competition for adaptives 
specifically. This Wait, what does four hundred dollars cover their advertising? Four hundred dollars. That's a lot. And we thought powerlifting needs to be expensive. <laughs> powerlifting yeah. needs to like one ten. Like, oh my yeah, god, bullshit. that's so pricey. Four hundred dollars. They better give you a full wardrobe. I want a tracksuit. I want a sweatshirt. I want a shirt. I want pants. <laughs> None of it. Well, especially None with those shitty it. cash prizes for the first and second place winners you know like, like why i wonder if that was a response to last year's like slack it's a it's over it's not one day it's right it's um over it was weekend, yeah right? so it was um friday saturday sunday was the whole competition but the other bullshit thing is they slashed two before we even started two of the adaptive heats got removed the swim and something else and then on Sunday, because of weather, they canceled, they tried to cancel the second adaptive heat. Mm. And Kevin Ogar is like, hell no, this isn't happening. And he advocated and got us to be able to still compete on Sunday for the second event. But it was just, it was just like, a, it was just one bullshit thing after another. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool to be here and all like, don't get me wrong. And like Justin Medeiros, who is the fittest man in the world, he like came out and helped the adaptive athletes and like gave us recognition on his play his page which was really cool because it's like he's like these athletes work just as hard and like he made sure to say that and reiterate that which is you know it's huge when we're recognized by people that are also putting in the work but at the same time like this this event organization should have done it and wheel wads really advocating with every event that we go into um the only one that we don't really have a say in is crossfit because crossfit just does what crossfit wants to do but like, again, that's why they created like Stouty, Kevin and Johnny, they created their own thing. So Wheelwad's been around for 10 years. Um, and this will be the, this Wheelwad games is going to be huge. It's going to be at a convention center. And like, they just want adaptive athletes to get the, not only the competition, but the experience that they deserve. We deserve the same fucking experience that these AB athletes get. We work just as hard. Like y'all yeah. know, y'all know how hard we work. Mm-hmm. And it's like That's, even the people that are there and supporting you, it's like it's like Waterpalooza should be there and supporting and not just like, oh, here you go. You're there. Anyways, they don't exist. They're not really a part of it. Like, that's pretty shitty. No, that's wild but, to hear. And like, thanks for sharing that because we don't hear much of that from the field. You know, we see what right. we see on social media and they get all this applause for including Wheelwad, but hey, we don't just want participation trophies. That's what right. we're working hard on <clears throat> in powerlifting in those And Wheelwood's doing all the work, essentially, is what it sounds right. like. Right. Right. So right. y'all yeah. shouldn't I mean, have had to pay at all. It's crazy. Every every athlete, every, <sighs> and I hate calling adaptive athletes adaptive athletes because we are just athletes as much athletes, athletes as yeah. we're athletes, right? And it's like, every single athlete paid $400 to be there and like they didn't even get a swag bag and I'm just like what the fuck is this like you had how many vendors at this event and you couldn't get them to donate like like um doTERRA headphones ended up stepping up and giving every athlete uh, a set of headphones which is so nice yeah and you're wearing them now yeah heck yeah they're nice (laughs) they fit great I love them so it's on it because they gave us all headphones yeah, I'm not mad at it. Hey, I'm not mad at it either. Like, that is so. Mm, wow. That makes me mad. I mean, disappointed but not surprised, right? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, and for those, I am hearing a lot that I mean, of course, you already know, like the booths have to pay to participate as well. 
they mm-hmm. have to pay the booth yeah 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 yeah, yeah. thousand two thousand dollars sometimes you be there it's a lot yeah it's crazy you so, can be there so the booth's paying the athletes are paying the spectators are paying the spectators yeah. are paying yeah it's it's i think that as a society we are so focused on money that we forget about the human experience and and we really need to not be so financially driven and be more experience driven like just spread love, spread joy, be there for one another, uplift one another. That's really what life is about. It's about us being better and leaving the world better than we no. came into it at. If I don't and have a profit ugh. margin, it has no value. Oh, like, disgusting. <laughs> what that sounds like. like. <laughs> right. Oh, fuck the human life. Like that doesn't matter. There's, yeah, that's not even worth anything. And I bet but, you, and know, I bet you they were volunteers too. It was, I bet you they didn't even pay the people doing stuff. Yeah. No, we were all volunteers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are you are correct. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> nice, 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 great, fantastic. On par with being bullshit. Um, do you have anything related to that before we like take a quick break, Mary Beth, for that combo specifically? Nope. All right, so we're just gonna awkwardly stare at each other for like five seconds on the YouTube <laughs> video, but the audio nobody will know. Nobody's gonna know. How are they gonna? I forget about the YouTube video. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're back. Um, yeah, Waterpalooza, loser, you trash. We all know you trash. Wheelwad's doing all the work, and we need some refunds. Four hundred dollars. I'm not over it. That's a lot of money. And you are competing three days for the four hundred dollars, or is it just one? It's three days. So everybody um, is three days. Correct. So Friday, there were two workouts or two heats. Um, Saturday, there was only one heat Sunday. There were two. So Saturday there was originally supposed to be more heats, but they got removed all of the workouts. Of course, we wad designs and puts out because all the work. Yeah. And then we ran the whole thing, briefed the judges, um, got the athletes where they need to go, uh, did the athlete briefings, of course, had to make sure the weights were set up. That was the other thing. Like they couldn't Whoa. even get the weights set up. Right. And it was just like for each heat. So then it puts us behind and then we look like we're keeping adaptive athletes are keeping everything behind when it's that people just aren't following the fucking spreadsheet that was given to them. They're not setting you you up for success. (laughs) Wait, Jesse, what's a heat? Is that like a session? Is a, yeah. Um, it's like, um, so one of the heaps for example, was like a six minute AMRAP of, or a six minute, um, (laughs) Okay. There was a six minute like shoulder overhead press uh, oh supersets, and it was like five of one, five of another. It was it was a lot. Oh, that's wow. Nice. Oh gosh, no, thank you. Yeah. So have <laughs> you competed? Have you competed in Waterpalooza before? Wheel wad before? Or? Nope, I've never competed in fitness. Um, I was on the national developmental team for wheelchair curling, the sport on ice. Oh shoot! Uh, yeah, that was a good time. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> And I've honestly, I was not going to compete after because I left curling to finish my associate's degree and just focus on school and the nonprofit. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to compete anymore. Like I'm, I'm literally in a huge competition with myself right now and just trying to be number one in my own life and be the best version of me and Mm -hmm. and really just continue to level up. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to compete. I'm not going to compete. And then after going to Wadapalooza, I'm like, I got to get out there. (laughs) 
Yeah, okay, that happens to all of us. Once you see yeah. it, you're like, damn, how's my calendar look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. strong. I'm strong. <laughs> I haven't completed anything, though. I mean, for the most part, it's like cost, right? Like the pandemic right. has not been kind to everyone. Like, so cost and the travel and the fees. Um, but then also just like the actual events, like where they are and like the location. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to go there anymore. Eh, I don't really want to be. And that, nah, I'm good. I'll stay home. <laughs> it's fine. not even for me. It's not even the pandemic. It's just that I don't even want. I just don't want to be around people. I feel like because people kind of forgot how to act. <laughs> I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed that or not, but like people really are just so. And it, it, I think a lot of it is the last two years and what's happened. But like people are just mean, and they they're not as as friendly, and it's more of like. Ugh get out of my way type of thing yeah I think a lot of people have had a selfish mindset because everyone's so closed off recently yeah wait were there any like um requirements I know it was an outside (laughs) competition but like I don't know were they checking for masks or was that a requirement no no there was um there was no requirements uh but also you know it's in Florida Florida's the land of the free and (laughs) Mars kind of Florida yeah they yeah. don't they don't really care it's just re- it really sucks because there's a lot of people that are like when you're out in the world like everybody just has a kind of a dark cloud over them and you don't know why you don't know what they're going through um but i know definitely i'm at a position where i'm like feeling really burned out from this pandemic not even yeah. because of my personal situation but just like like i'm seeing parents that are quitting their jobs because they don't want to send their kids with cardiac issues to school because we're not allowed to do, you know, mask or like the way that things are reported, like they're scared because like literally they had exposures the first week. So they're like, oh, crap, let me pull my kid out just in case. And they had to quit their jobs and stay home because there's no other alternative or like I've lost three people already, like just in the past surge, the beginning, like after this holiday. So like I'm really hitting a wall. Um and in general, you know, I try not to treat people like shit, but I could see how that's happening to a lot of people that I'd known before the pandemic and we work together. And I like, I could just see that, like, whew, that dark cloud is getting you. And mm-hmm. I know, I know what I'm going through. I don't know what everybody else is going through. I don't I don't really take anything personal. I don't, you know, whatever you're doing is what you're doing, but I know I'm starting, oof, I'm getting there. I'm pretty burned out. I'm over it. I think I think we're all pretty much there too, but it's not at the end of the day, it's not going anywhere. It's definitely gonna be like the flu and cold. It's gonna be here forever. Like it's it's not. And I I don't think any of us, I know I personally am not ready to come to terms with that. Uh, because I, I would like life to just like go back to to not so much chaos and this like constant feeling of distress, I feel like is how how we're made to feel right now um, across the world. It's not only in America, but it's like this constant stress of like, holy crap. I So I had COVID back over Thanksgiving um, and I ended up giving it to my dad and he spent three weeks in the hospital. And so we're actually celebrating Christmas here in January now because he was in the hospital over Christmas and we haven't had a chance to do it. And so it's like, that for me was like, holy crap. I'm like, you know, until I feel like until it comes into your house, you're like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, like 
I got to be a little better because I'm not going to stop living my life. But at the same time, like after I got back from Miami, what did I do? I quarantined for five days straight. Like I'm not going to get my dad sick again. I'm Mm going to be responsible about it. Damn it. Like I'm not going to stop living my life, but at the same time, I'm going to be responsible for my loved ones. And I think that's where there's a big miss misinterpretation with people is like, it's like, Hey, just be responsible in your own life. As far as like, if you are in a place that I'm in Miami, that's a high, a high transmit place. Right oh yeah. Now. We are, we are wild. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm not going to go. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I'm not going to come home. And especially, you know, if people that, if I was exposed to it, I'm not going to come home and give it right back to my dad and put him right back where he was like, or give it to people at the gym and go yeah. out and live my life. So yeah. at home workouts, five days of, of quarantine. And I also had a cough, like be responsible. That's that. That's the biggest thing right now. It's just like be responsible, people. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, not 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 many people are doing that, and it's <sighs> it's pretty annoying. It's pretty annoying. <laughs> I know it's changed a lot of people in the way that they work, um, and their job situation or their school situation. But it kind of sounds like you were already starting to grow something new. Was that because of the pandemic? You shifted, or not really related? Um, not really related. I just. I am at a place where I know damn well, I can't go work a normal nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I have no desire to do that. And I really want to focus on my acting career and building that. And so I need income in the meantime. And so I'm like, what am I passionate about and how can I make money from it? And I'm like, I'm passionate about helping people. I'm passionate about fitness. Why don't I help people with fitness? I'll get my personal training certificate. We'll get in it. And so that's kind of how it, it came and I'm, I'm working on building an app um, just to help people to have at home workouts because I, I, I'm a coach on like an at home platform, but people don't want to come to the live classes. They don't want to be around others. So it's like, I understand that. And I'm trying to meet people where they are. I think that's yeah. the most important thing that we can do. Um, so often I would come into a situation with judgment on the other person. And I realized how counterproductive that was to everybody involved. And so letting go of judgment and just meeting people where they are meeting yourself where you are and then going from there is huge oh yeah yeah and giving people access when they still want those same resources right that's great yeah that's pretty wild i know mary beth has been changing a lot of things with this pandemic have i I you moved Bob's- like three times. You had like four <laughs> different jobs by now. <laughs> I tried everything under the book. I became yeah. a salesperson. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> but it brought me to the amazing job that I have now. You know, it brought my my wine history and my sales history and my management um, all, all together. But the reason why I moved is also <clears throat> because the pandemic allowed us to open our eyes about the different relationships we had around us oh yeah you know, same relationships oh. in our house the relation the blood relationships of friendships same and- yeah 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 my I feel like my <laughs> my personal sense of urgency to be successful right now is a hundred percent because uh, I want to get out of my parents basement so when I got paralyzed I rent the basement for my parents it was completely set up for a wheelchair user before I was injured. So I have a roll-in shower, bars beside the toilet. Oh, All okay. I had to do was put a ramp and a lift in. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very connected spiritually to our higher power. And I'm like, I understand. 
I understand the purpose. Okay. And all is like, now I'm seven years post. I'm like, ah, oh, this makes sense. Ah, I see. I understand. Okay. <laughs> and it allows me to lean into my journey. But um, I, as much as I love having the accessibility of this basement, as much as I love having very cheap rent, because my rent is next to nothing, um, I need out of here. <laughs> I gotta That's go. her call for help I gotta go Blink twice if you I'll want bet. us to come <laughs> I'll try. I think it's like 16 hours I'll be there it is. Yeah. <laughs> my flight got cancelled three times when I tried to leave Miami Oh no. um, so I ended oh, up having to ride later. back yeah we got snow up here so I had to ride back with two of the guys they were driving to Raleigh and so they made a two hour detour just to drop me off at my car at the airport but and and he had a I'm not going to complain because it it was plush but he had a Tesla and so we had to stop every two hours (laughs) (laughs) and charge it for two hours (laughs) no it was quick it was like 20 minute charges oh Oh, that's cool yeah that's really good it was so quick but it was it was nice because it was like being in a couch, like the seats are, I'm not going to lie. The only good thing about that thing was, was the seats. They were plush, y'all. I need plush. to see one. That's I need hilarious. to find a Tesla somewhere now. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. made some changes in the people that I talk to or don't talk to anymore. Blood oh, yeah. family, like you said, yeah. or people that I choose to be my family right like mm-hmm. it's that. kind of like the like damn like this is everything is stressful right now I don't want you anymore because <laughs> you're stressful like like I definitely got there yeah I'm like if you aren't adding value into my day like my time I think that's the other thing is we don't realize how limited our time is truly in the day and what we truly wasted on and so often we wasted it on interactions and experiences that aren't going to add value to the long-term version of, of where we want to be. If it's not bringing you joy, if it's not educating you in some way, like, why are we doing it? Like I have sucking the life out of you. It's not. Yes. Yes. My best friend who I love her to death. I really do. She was with me every single day in the hospital. When I got injured, drove an hour and a half to the hospital just to be there but man, every time I have a conversation with her, it's draining because it's just constantly something's wrong, constantly in distress. And I'm like, Ooh, is there any good? Like, yeah. fuck, I love you. But like, is, is there, I, I, I want you to have some good, like let some good stuff happen. You have a cute baby girl. Like you're growing a family. You just got married. Like, and I think so often we focus on, on what's going wrong and what's negative in our life that we forget about all the good because there's so much of it there really is when you break down your life like do you have a roof over your head are you driving a car are you talking to me on a smartphone that's a freaking iphone thousand dollar phone like yo i think we need to count our blessings for real because we are so caught up in in this need and this want for more and more and more that we forget about all we truly have yeah i think and it's different too because there's some people that will be like you know hey I need to talk to you about this and this is making me feel some type of way and they're just like oh well it could be worse like that I feel like is a little different right like that's like okay like you're just pretending nothing bad exists but um I definitely see a lot more about just gratitude and like people that are doing like morning reflections about like or just like we talked about earlier like just autonomy and like being able to see where you could choose how to control like things that you're control and not in your control 
and just going through that process in your head definitely makes a difference. Like it doesn't mean that nothing sucks. Right. No, life is shitty <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah, I feel like but it's shitty it's more like than it's good. All, it's but... like all of it, right? And like the shit that the, the shitty part that I can do something about, okay, great, I'll do this. Like the shitty part I can't do anything about, well, that's just gonna suck. Let it go. Yeah. All right, go. fine. Figure right. out what you can control and then manifest more good. Yeah. And right. also like checking in with like I and I understand too, best friends, there is no line. There is no line. <laughs> But it is important to check in with those who you are going to vent to. Like, are you in a position to take all of this weight off my shoulders right now? If you're not, I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. That's something new I've learned for sure. Just being like, like, hey, can I talk to you about this? Or like, I really want to talk about whatever that affected me today. Is that okay? You know, because you never know. And you could be having a shitty day too, and you, but then you have to help fix somebody else's problems, and then no, that can get messy real fast. And, you <laughs> and now I just get burned out. The phone. <laughs> fixed it. I fixed it. <laughs> I hope she's listening. Turn off the phone. Throw it. Problem solved. Never make Literally. any boundaries. Never check in. Just stop answering. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like Eric Thomas says, you know, right number, wrong time. Cause that's for real. Like I'm, I'm on a mission right now, y'all uh, to get out of this damn basement. Like legit, <laughs> I am on a mission yeah. and, and I just, I don't have time for the distraction. Like, I love you. I do. I love you so much, but like, I gotta, I have to, I have to give it to me. I have to focus on me. I have to give my time back to me right now and to, to my future because it's, the time is now like my dad is not in the best health. We live in a three-story house. He can't even go up and down the stairs. Like my parents are seriously considering downsizing as well. Mm. And they deserve to, they're about to retire. Like yeah, a three-story house is a lot to take yeah. care of. Right. Like what? <laughs> That's a lot. Right. With no elevator. Damn it. Um, oh, there's an outdoor, there's an outdoor lift um for to get from the main floor to the basement for me but that's about for it. you but not to the third floor <laughs> <laughs> right not to his room and so like and that's the thing like I'm I'm so much in a place where it's I don't have a choice I can't fail like I I have to make this work and so that's why I'm so like my phone stays on do not disturb I don't get text notifications I don't get any social media notifications I literally get on posts respond to comments interact with people that are supporting my mission and I get back off. Like I have a bigger, bigger mission than what every other person has the luxury of doing right now. Like I don't have a stable income because I choose not to do a nine to five job and that's fine, but this is life I've chose for myself and I'm going to go after it. And I'm sorry if I don't answer the phone, like I am, but I, I got to put me first. And I think we are so caught up in pleasing people a lot of times Mm -hmm. that we forget we have to put our future, our success, our goals first. Like you can have relationships with people. Yeah. But don't, don't let that be what controls your, the trajectory of your life. You have to control the trajectory of your life and where you can. And, and that, that's the biggest thing for me right now. And so like journaling, that's something I started doing every single day. I try not to vent to people. I, I vent to that notepad, you know, why? Cause one day it's going to make a hell of a good book. <laughs> putting it down on paper though does help some and i know some people put it on social media captions or however way they see fit but that makes Just putting the thoughts down difference. where you could see them yeah yeah and getting it from your head to somewhere else like yeah. that power really shifts 
And you mentioned mental health. Like that's a really big thing too, is like putting that, that barrier up when you can't take that responsibility right now from somebody else. Like I need my me time. I'm sorry. I'm not going to respond to your Mm -hmm. texts or calls, even though you're checking in I'm vent or sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. (laughs) boundaries baby boundaries i'm 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 a huge huge advocate for self-love and and self-help um i believe you know we come in this world alone we go out of this world alone like we've got to take care of that one person we're stuck with the most that's us like how often do we sit in our own thoughts sit in our own feelings sit in our emotions i know there's a lot of times i use music podcasts anything just to drown out the noise that is my own thoughts Mm -hmm. it's like the more time that I sit in them and get to know them, get to understand them, get to dig deeper into them, the more I can address that deep level shit that's truly holding me back, that creates this negative self-talk, that creates this negative perception of who I am, what I can accomplish, where I can go. Because in reality, we we truly have the power to be whatever the fuck we want to be. Like, And it took getting paralyzed for me to realize that. And I'm like, fuck man how much we take for granted every day and it just it makes you realize like just live it live for now like stop letting the shit that's not going to matter in in five minutes uh 10 minutes from now however long from now that shit that's not going to matter don't let that control your day Mm -hmm. don't let that take your time because our time here is so damn limited and you've got to use it to its fullest potential all of the time like for real we have so much we can get out of this life we truly do it's cool to see too how everybody handles his like historical trauma or things like that because I feel like that's like the things that I have endured in in the past in my childhood or whatever the loss um that I've endured that's allowed me to not just look at the positive things in life but also look at how strong of a person I am that empowerment that comes from that like fuck a lot of that was negative Mm -hmm. it still is sometimes it is hard but I wouldn't be here today if I didn't keep fighting for myself and fighting for my mom or my dad um whatever the case may be it's just like the way that people respond to these is is always so great to see yeah yeah definitely agree with you there I have to agree with that as well as like I think back to able-bodied Jesse and I'm like there was so many times where shit would happen and I thought it was the end of the world and then I got paralyzed And I thought back to some shit that happened that I thought in that moment was just as bad as getting paralyzed had felt. And it's like, what degree of trauma, you know, like the trauma feels so bad, but then you experience something else and it trumps that feeling. And it's like the amount of value we put into the feeling of what we're experiencing as well. Yeah. Perception is reality. So true. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Whatever you perceive is like, absolutely. I mean, that's also why I just like um it's, it's kind of a way that I used to be and then I got away from it but it's like I don't really care what everybody else is thinking right like you know I got away from I don't know how like that's how I used to be in school and then somehow I lost that I can't tell you how but like that alone is just freeing like 
I don't care. Like, you know, if I make content, my elbows ashy. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not gonna make sure my hair looks nice. I don't care. Whatever I think looks good looks good. You know what I mean? Like, people are like. Uh, you know, there are people that don't talk to me because they don't like when I ask them questions about what they're doing. Like when you mentioned like, oh, you came home in quarantine, like, like there are people who would literally like, if I asked them about that would be upset. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I think it's right. It's right. Like if you want to get mad, that's a you problem, you know, like it's not my problem anymore. So I know that has made the biggest difference to me. Like the way that people react and the way that people respond is not my problem. But right. recognize that that takes growth, like yeah. everything that you two have gone through and how you react and respond to these situations or just the lack of giving a <laughs> fuck <laughs> that took growth. <laughs> For reals. I used to care what people commented on my social media like that. I don't know. It's just it's it's amazing yeah. <laughs> to I mean, mature from that. It is. I, and I definitely think the events of my life have played into it. You know, like my mom died. It's only been like four years. Yesterday was the anniversary, actually. Um, and when I started getting sick, it's only been five or six years. Right. And so you kind of get like a lot more people in your life with that. Right. When you're sick, everybody's like, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Did you, you know, everybody's in your ear. And then I'm dealing with like this whole thing of my mom dying, a funeral and all this. Everybody's in my ear. And after a while, I'm just like, you know what? Why did I, why did I start giving a fuck? I'm going to go back to not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go back to that. not. I'm just like, I'm doing great. It's freeing. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so a great freeing. neighborhood. You, everyone should move here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because then they'll cloud it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, it's terrible. Don't come. The prices are high. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and like gravitating that energy because that yeah. we have a lot of energy it right. we choose where it goes where that will go yeah yeah and it's not that it's like ooh, the trauma may be stronger like i know that that's like kind of cringe depending on how you say it right but it's not necessarily that it's just like we took something bad and figured out how to make something how to grow from it or grow from that like place in your life right like not to get bogged down to the bottom of the ocean it's not necessarily like i don't know I just I have so much gratitude for my experience like I would never undo being paralyzed Would I choose to get paralyzed to experience this probably not <laughs> right but I would never I would never take it back like right the experience is so rewarding in itself because then you get to meet other individuals with different disabilities like y'all I mean then you get to to have a whole experience of life that you would have never have had it it challenges you to think more critically to change your view of people with disabilities because I definitely had that view of that people with disabilities weren't capable of anything and it came down I was just ignorant I'd never been right. exposed and and the more that we expose people the more that they'll have a little bit more of an understanding the less that we will be outcast um in society as it seems to feel sometimes and I really think that you know we, we educate so much in school about different things. Why aren't we educating in depth about the disability civil rights movement? Why aren't we in depth educating about people with disabilities, what they're capable of, the Paralympics? Like, let's, let's educate these kids more about yeah. people with disabilities and it will normalize us because then when they see a disabled person in the store and their parents try to pull them away, they'll be like, no, no, I learned about this. Like kids are so vocal and so honest and so raw. 
And so it's like, why, why yeah, not? We ruin them. <laughs> we right. Ruin them. <laughs> or even, you know, it's like foreign languages are required. And why not? Why not add ASL? Why isn't ASL being taught? Facts. Why not make ASL a thing? I don't get that. That doesn't make sense either. No, I'm I mean, learning ASL this year for that reason. Because I just oh, want to have nice. more conversations with rad people. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's so true about kids. And it's funny because, you know, I work with kids with tons of different disabilities totally different ranges and even those kids will be like flabbergasted they'll be like why does she walk like that i'm like dude you're in a wheelchair dude you <laughs> what are you doing like you know like it's not even like it's just like an idea that needs to be going on and needs to be taught needs to be discussed needs to be talked about because nobody even talks to him and uses the word right like nobody right. says anything about it or and it's not that I'm trying, you know, everybody needs to call attention to it and like blast it into space, but even just like acknowledging it that you might be different, who cares, right? Like, mm-hmm. so even him seeing other kids that are looking different, he's like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. needs to be seen and yeah. talked about a lot more, even in our own families, like yeah. children of, you know, my cousins or, far removed family Mm -hmm. see me for the first time and they they have questions and the parents sometimes don't let them ask them I'm like no no no. let's (laughs) sometimes I'll joke around and say a dinosaur bit off my hand but let me do let me do that on my own accord first and then we'll talk about how everybody is different yeah literally bodies are different yeah (laughs) and not all filipinos look the same right exactly (laughs) like we're not we're all nobody's a monolith i think that's also a problem and um we talked about this stump kitchen a little bit because uh was it april was limb difference awareness month every month is yes 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 but anyway last year um stump kitchen alexis did this thing where other people went on her platform so it wasn't just like her face right like she has a platform she's a youtube channel like a nice following whatever but it was like other people and i was like you know what like i'm really glad you did that because that really opened my eyes because like to me i'm like i know alexis you know she posts about limb difference i know mary beth like i'm done (laughs) there's no other intersection i need to know about right like there's no (laughs) other experience i need education on i'm done here like it's stupid um but our brain does that right because it's like easier so much shit going on it's like easier to just categorize things i'm like well i'm done here but like we're never done there's always something to learn yeah we compartmentalize a lot i feel like um and that's i mean it's everything though in our life not just when it comes to disabilities but it's like i think moving forward as a collective how can we the critical question we need to ask ourselves is how can we be better at educating people and making that education stick right um and and make them you know think twice because I know in my immediate friend circle and family like something that we randomly notice is houses with wheelchair ramps never would have thought of it before I never noticed that but I'll be driving I'm like shit the house has a wheelchair ramp I get in it and like just the small the smallest things now are brought to our attention so I think the more that we continue to educate continue to be seen is the more that will get the change that we're advocating for. That's why I started acting. I want to be, I want to be in that area. I want to be there so people can see for Mm -hmm. real. That's the the whole reason that I act is so that people can understand that people with disabilities are hireable. 
that you don't have to hire somebody to play our role to We're sit in a wheelchair and pretend we are completely <laughs> capable and they move their legs every time and it was like <laughs> like they're not even paralyzed do you even go here like <laughs> yeah that's fucking nuts i'm with it i'm with it um we've been talking for a while so i do just want to make sure was there anything that you wanted to go over with us discuss get off your chest that we didn't we didn't really get into i feel like we got into a lot she got a lot of blues off her chest <laughs> yeah she did whole yeah, chest some place pissed me off um, I think the biggest thing that my, like my, a lot of people, um, I'm aggressive. I'm very aggressive and upfront and just like, don't allow society to disable you more than you are y'all. Like for real society will tell you what you're capable of based on their perception of your reality. That doesn't have to be a reality. And I'm just speaking from somebody who allowed society to tell me I had to walk again to be accepted for the first mm. two years of my injury. I spent countless hours, countless dollars on PT. Am I recovering? Yeah. But will I ever walk? Probably not. Do I care about that? No. Uh, my life is just as full as a wheelchair user and your life can be just as full with your disability. Don't allow society to take that away from you. Oof put yeah, that on a shirt that's yeah <laughs> nothing to add that's that's it and scene and but <laughs> yeah i think we're gonna call it um where can people find you on the internets hey y'all um follow wheel with me foundation at wheel with me on all platforms uh definitely check out wheelwad at wheelwad um, and then you can find me at Jesse Strawham on all platforms. Uh, appreciate you guys. Message me if you want to have a conversation, always down. Um, and if you gained value from this episode, please share it with an actual friend, text it to them, let them know, say, hey, this was really good. I really want to share this with you. I think you can gain value. And we appreciate you guys' support. Mm, okay perfect Thank that's you. it i think i think she's got it cut you're hired right. <laughs> she's got it covered disable girls out that's it that was great thanks for listening to disabled girls who left we appreciate all of your support and everyone who's taken the time to show us some love don't forget to subscribe rate or write a review of our channel we're on apple podcasts spotify player fm google podcasts and more you can also find us on Instagram at Disabled Girls Who Left.